Hello, everybody, and thank you for downloading episode 33 of We Got This with Mark and Hal, recorded live on Sunday, October 11th at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City, New York, United States of America, with our special guest, John Hodgman. Also, if you're new to the podcast and you just started listening, we'd really appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes and then leave us a quick rating and review telling everybody why you like the show so much. I'm assuming a lot, but let's go with it. It really helps new people find the show, and we appreciate it a great deal. And now, without any further ado, episode 33 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Halloween Candy. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What a surprise. What's up, New York? Hello, Mark. Uh, it's great to it's great to see you. We've spent a whole weekend together here in New York City. It's been a blast. We have. We've walked all over the island of Manhattan. We have you lugging a suitcase full of recording equipment. Yeah, exactly, like some sort of weird audio hobo <laughs> making his way from studio to studio looking for the remaining Beastie Boys. And that's what I'll do the rest of my days. Um, so we are here today to uh, it's halloween time yes uh we hopefully will have this episode out before halloween right it'll be out uh this coming uh, wednesday oh very cool coming soon uh listening internet audience what you hear in the background and you know what now in the foreground is a live audience because we are here at le poisson rouge in manhattan new york city united states america earth and uh we are here Today, to definitively settle the question, Hal, what is the best Halloween candy? Yes. Now, those of you listening at home don't know this, but we've secretly put candy on all the tables in this bar. And then secretly it was found by everybody. And 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 they're secretly eating it right now and have been (laughs) secretly unwrapping it. Like the grandma in front of you at a play. Also great. Everybody crinkle your cellophane. There you go. You guys, it sounds like a campfire. <laughs> and also, did you ever do that thing when you were a kid, like kindergarten, where you made a rainstorm and you pat it yeah, on the Yeah, you pat your and legs and, yeah. you do the, and then you rub your hands We together. were halfway there. We're just a light sprinkle. Could you guys come do that in California for like a year? Yeah. We really we, need it. California could really use the rain. Yeah. So uh, what, what you also can't see, which is great for podcasts, is a giant plastic uh, pumpkin that we'd normally get that is filled with several different samples of candy that, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, that we'll be reviewing and greeting with our very special guest. Yes. Can we say who our very special guest I is? Think Can we, we introduce should. him right now? Otherwise, it'll be like an hour-long episode with 30 seconds of a guest. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably go ahead and, and introduce a man who really needs no introduction. Yes. He is the honorary mayor of Brooklyn, New York. That's right. Uh, he is a judge. Yes. Uh, he is... Uh, a a luminary in the literary world. Yes, he is. He has written books on. <laughs> he is currently booing himself. Yes. Um, please put your hands together for our very special guest, John Hodgman. 
Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Hal's microphone. We're going to do a little microphone tango. Is my microphone now? Yes. Oh, fantastic. The old microphone tango. You're the meeting of we got this sandwich. Now, look. Can I just say, I don't know if this is going to be on the podcast or whatever, or your, your chair's on my mic cable. I'm a professional. Your mic cable's on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Two great tastes that go great together. Yes. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be on the podcast or whatever, but uh, Par- Carter Parton Rogers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why are we bothering to do a show? That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yes. And, uh, yes. She is an incredible artist. And I am, I am officially giving up show business as a result. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'd like to point out that, uh, we emailed earlier with, uh, we were emailing back and forth and chatting with John and said, so. I don't uh, remember any of this, but fine. <laughs> you, you believe that it happened though if I tell you that it did. Oh, certainly. Yes. Great. That's true. Um, there are many and- things I don't remember. <laughs> And, uh, and I was like, so here's some different topics that we want to talk about. He was like, up, 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 up. I don't want to know until I walk on stage what the topic is going to be. Mm-hmm. That is how good John Hodgman is at baloneying. Yeah. Is that a verb? But then you baloneyed me. Yes. Because you sent me an email this afternoon saying, uh, we have to reveal to you what the topic is. It's either going to be what is the best religion or what is the best race. <laughs> To which you sent me an email in reply saying, I am not comfortable talking about that on stage. I do not want to do this. I would have gone down the best religion. I'm game. You know what I mean? Sure. I would have gone down best religion road, but I did not want to be part of the best race. I think I may have misjudged your podcast. <laughs> Given the very strong feelings your last podcast that I that aired mm-hmm. as of this date about uh, submarine, aka hoagie sandwiches, how yeah. is raised in me? What's that? What do you call them? They're they're subs. Subs in the Boston area where I grew up, they mm-hmm. were always called subs or submarine sandwiches. My mother grew up in dear Philadelphia, yes, the city of brotherly contempt. <laughs> fair cop, it's a fair cop. <laughs> And uh, and they were always called hoagies there. I like the accent. That's you can't a really even good, s- yeah. You can't say the word hoagie with Philadelphia. It's accent. built in. <laughs> and uh, I re- like I I listened to that podcast and I had a lot of very deep feelings because they're like, <laughs> no, a grinder, a grinder is a toasted hoagie. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which was explained to me by by my uncle Jim, my mom's brother. He was a, a, ho- a hoagie is an Italian sub. Uh, a hoagie, a, a, a hoagie sub is a hoagie with lettuce and tomato and onions on top of it. And a grinder is that with cheese on top of it put into an oven. We did a lot of research on this topic. You didn't talk to my uncle Jim, obviously. Yeah. And clearly not because that never came up as one of the options. But that's what that, but I think a grinder is synonymous with sub in the Boston area. That, yes. And, and you agreed with that. But the final ruling. Sub. Sub. It was that's, sub. That's the base, that's the baseline. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, but we're not here to talk about sandwiches today. No. Good. We are here to talk about Halloween candy. Are you a Halloween candy guy? Yeah. No, not at all. I hate all sweets. Really? Really? As a kid. Yeah, never interested. I never, uh, I'm on record as saying I do not have a sweet tooth. I have an alcohol molar. <laughs> we, we but, probably should have done our research. No, but the truth is that I, I, the only time I care about uh, candy is at Halloween, and I do have strong 
opinions about candy and especially Halloween candy. So I, well, I look good. forward to this discussion. Well, good. And, so uh, did we. In the, in the tradition of Judge John Hodgman, a fellow podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. The Maximum yes. Fun Network. Yes. I look forward to your final ruling and deciding whether it is right or wrong. <laughs> We are we are following in the grand tradition of Maximum Fun podcasts that make final decisions about things. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's going to be great. So what? how do we begin? Uh, I would say we, uh, we everybody's got candy on their tables. We have candy right here. Yeah. Uh, let me begin with a base question for this. Uh, fruit or chocolate feels like... Uh, chocolate. Feels like it. a start. Move on. Point. Move on. Really? <laughs> What are you talking about, fruit? Well, Starburst are a big hit. I like Starburst. I'm not, I don't want to disregard all fruit. No, days. Starburst is something you find in a purse. Yeah. It's something you drop into somebody's bucket when they spend an entire holiday knocking on doors. If I, look, if I were to dress up for Halloween as a child and go to a home and be handed a square of Starburst, I would burn that house down. <laughs> First of all, you were handed two squares of Starburst in a lovely wrapper. Did we? Oh, we didn't even get Starburst, did we? Oh, no, do they come in fun size? That. They do come in fun size, right? Because two. Halloween candy is is uh, unique mm-hmm. in that it is presented in the fun size, which is the smaller version of the regular candy bar or package, right? Yes. So a a, a Hershey's uh, candy bar will be reduced to a, a tiny little uh, nugget of Hershey's or mm-hmm. a kiss. A fun yes. size. A fun version. size. A fun, it's fun, right? It's yeah, fun. It's super fun. Small well, things are fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, that's fun. I'm so glad they do that and yet they send you out to amass as much of it as possible. So instead of getting a full Snickers bar, you get like 20 full Snickers bars if you're in a good neighborhood. I, I happen to like Snickers. Right. But we'll, we'll get to that later. Like the just, fun size. Just, just broken down into 35 fun sized nuggets, yeah. each individually wrapped. So you're not yeah. only destroying your teeth, you're destroying the earth. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> each bite is wrapped individually. You have to throw away a wrapper for each bite of Snickers exactly. that you have. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you do it alone behind the dump in shame. <laughs> You're trick-or-treating wrong. <laughs> no, I think I'm doing the way everyone else is doing it. Yeah, I agree with him. Uh, did you guys ever have the house growing up in your neighborhood that every kid wanted to go to because they didn't give the fun size? They gave away the full-size candy bars? No. No. We had um, – there was – in Knoxville, Tennessee, there's a chain of department stores called Goodies that is owned by the Good Friend family. And, uh, the Wait Good a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Their names are Good Friend? Yeah, that is their last name. Because at some point in what? history, someone went, this family needs a surname. They are our good friends. <laughs> Let's call them the Good okay. Friends All right, good. Why not call their chain of uh, stores Good Friends then? Because that's yeah. a great name. It takes longer to say than goodies. And right. they, it and really that was their... doesn't. Fair it's enough. The, it's, it's almost the same number of syllables. It takes more mouth to say it. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Total you mouth go, Your, your mouth goes through a whole journey when you say good friend. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And uh, goodies, you just get over it, and then you start buying. My mouth sure is tired. I don't think I could get through more than a goodies today. Uh, But we would go to this question: Is this an explicit podcast? Uh, no. no. All right, good. This is, uh, this is a very tame podcast. Very good, very good. Um, and the, the, uh, good feces you then. (laughs) I'm not sure, I'm not sure why you're replacing one word with feces. Feces is a scientific term. Sure. No, I get yeah. it. I but not for what that. you're replacing it with. 
All right, poop you. <laughs> um, yeah, and we would go to the good friend's house, and we knew because they would hand out uh, they would hand out not only full, full size, size, no king Just, size, oh, king wow. size. They would they would have a line like down the street from their house yeah. of all of these kids in costumes that knew, they'd be staying in line for forty minutes, but they're like, look, I could have hit twenty houses in this time that I'm standing in this line. But can I can I just say I, did, yeah. I didn't grow up in Eastern Tennessee like you did? Yes, mm-hmm. but I think these good friends, a bunch of feces heads, because. <laughs> They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were just courting customers. Yeah. Yeah. The, and like, you know what? When I go back home, I go to goodies because I know yeah. that the good friends gave me good candy as a child. So they're probably going to give me good Levi's now. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan Goodfriend for goodies. Good candy, good friends, good Levi's. You know what I'm talking about. Mark Gagliardi. Why, yes, Strangest, I do. most specific television commercial on earth. <laughs> I don't want you guys to disregard the fruit over chocolate, though, immediately. I will completely disregard yeah, it. Yeah, here, here's the deal. I, I, when I was very little, like prime trick-or-treating age, I was on a small block in northeast Philadelphia, and we were not to cross the block. You just went and sort of zigzagged where in north, around. Where in northeast were you? Uh, right near Castor and Cotman. All right, now. Is that ring a bell? Are those families? <laughs> hey, hey, everybody out there listening to podcasts. If you're near Castor Cotman, go stop at the Country Club restaurant for me and get a bowl of matzo ball soup. Tell them Hal sent you. They won't know. But this, this block, right? The, you know, you would go to like five or six houses and be done. But there was one person across the street who would bring you in and you would get like pennies. And then you would play a series of games to win more pennies. And now when I think about it, that that woman wasn't giving out treats. She was running a casino for kids. (laughs) It was... (laughs) 1-800-CASINO-FOR-KIDS. C-A-S-I-N-O, Casino for Kids. A good friend's company. But that, like, I don't want pennies in my bag. I don't want apples because apparently right. they all have razor blades in them. Yeah. Sure. And poison. Did that ever happen? No. no. Yeah, that is an urban legend, right? You're saying it never happened? That check, check Snopes? So Snopes, the urban legend website. Sure. Yes. According to one human here. <laughs> Says an apple. Uh, 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 there has never been an apple given out to a child that had a razor blade in it, and I'm just saying, like, that's a lack of imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever given out an apple with a razor blade in it, John? I've handed out some Mach three razors <laughs> to, kids. to all the children with beards, yeah. all the little Abe Lincolns yeah, on yeah, Halloween. Yeah, um, yeah. Before we get, but uh, let me just say, oh yeah, uh, in, in, as far as I'm concerned, final word on your completely fabricated fruit versus chocolate debate. That's not what. Uh, all right, I just, I just didn't want to blow off like Here's half the, deal. the candy. There's a lot of fruit flavored candy for sure, mm-hmm. but that is not the candy that has any sway over your desire on Halloween, because Halloween yeah. is a night of spooky darkness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is a night, that is a night of chocolate. Starburst, that is a sunshine candy. Yeah. 
Skittles is a rainbow. Skittles is a rainbow. But don't you want to candies the of the day are not welcome on Halloween. <laughs> On Halloween night. On All Hallows Eve. No, no, not at all. Well, by that rationale, it should just all be Milky Way midnights. Sure, absolutely. Right. Right. Well, then we've settled this. Thank you guys for coming. No, 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 no. No, no, this is just one. The, the, the debate is what is the best Halloween candy. Yes. But I'm just saying we can eliminate an entire class okay. of, of rainbow and sunshine-themed candy because they, no, they have no place in Halloween, basically. Well... Uh, I have something in the in, that is in here that nobody has on their table because we were was, just about to. We, we were both. We were going to get the same thing. We'll do it together yeah. as a family. That's right. <laughs> we uh, we every everybody has some sampling of the the number of candies that we bought on their table, except for one thing. And if we don't mention it at the very least, uh, people get angry like they do on the internet. And that is, I'll of course, out. candy candy corn. corn. Candy. Corn. corn. So you're against fruit flavored candy. What about vegetable flavored candy? <laughs> candy corn is uh, a, a quintessential Halloween candy. Yes, mm-hmm. because it is uh, flavored like a disgusting gourd <laughs> <laughs> of the season. It is a winter gourd, yes. and uh, what's that? Oh, excuse me. You're right. I was I was thinking pumpkins. I apologize. Yeah, but they're yeah. usually now never say that again. They do, do me a favor. Them. Never talk. <laughs> <laughs> they do no, make no. the pumpkin shaped. Uh, yeah, they're they in the they're in. The, excuse me. You're absolutely right, sir. And I apologize for telling you to never speak again. Though I encourage you to not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. There and they are they are flavored for uh, sugar. <laughs> Yeah, they're really just sugar flavored. Right. Yeah, and but they but they evoke an autumnal crop, yeah, they do. which which is a dried kernel of corn, and they mm-hmm. look like dried kernels of corn, and so it is uh, uh, seasonally appropriate, and um, it, uh, and they taste like sugar. But is so it a good. daytime candy? Like you disdainfully no. dismissed all no, it's a, it's starbursts. A, it's, a, it's a you know what it is? It's a twilight candy. Ooh. <laughs> because they don't—they don't look like fresh kernels of corn, which are a summer crop, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're the—they're the end crop of the harvest. <laughs> yes, they're the—they're dried kernels of corn that you—that you—you uh, nail up to your door uh, as as an apology to the Native Americans <laughs> from whom we stole this country. Yeah, so they are—they are already flavored with genocide. <laughs> <laughs> And, so, and terrible ambition. And so the candy corn are allowed, of course. Yeah. Okay. But you would not give out a candy corn of a Halloween Eve. Well, you That's something you would eat in anticipation of Halloween. If you gave out a, a handful of candy corn, you would, you, you would be TP'd in a moment. Yeah. You can't give out a handful of anything, though, because right. everybody's afraid of the razor blade that They never all have happened. razor blades right. in them, yeah. So you have to only, you can only give out prepackaged, uh, very, very hermetically sealed little packets of candy. But what you can't see on the podcast is that, uh, here we have a package of candy corn. This is a one pound, uh, or an 11 ounce bag. This is the smallest possible bag of candy corn you can buy. Yes. yes. And then after that, it's, it's purely in, Two to five pound bags, <laughs> the much much like the corn that is used as animal feed, yeah, exactly. is packaged. This is an industrial strength candy. You, there are no there are no handouts of this. You just put it into a gigantic bowl in your house for 
the five weeks before Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, and hope that it gets eaten before then. But See, it is, I, it's delicious. I, I like that. I would, I, here's why I would take it off the table. Because it is, it is the one candy. Thank you. Physically taking Visual off the table. joke. He took it off the table. He took it off the table. Those listening to the show, that was super funny. You're welcome, Maximum Fun family. Here's the thing. Candy corn is, is maybe the one candy above all others. Every single person in this room has a limit where you've eaten so many and it could right. be two or it could be 200, right. but you will stop. I think the best candy to me gives you that disease a dog has where it will eat itself to death. Yeah, you're not right. going to, if it is in front of you in enough quantities, is there, that's called foundering. And, and is there any candy that you will founder yourself on? There are too many candies I've found <laughs> on. And that is why I live in a safe. <laughs> Candy corn has it just in its triangular shape and something about its consistency. It, it will ruin your mouth the way Captain Crunch will ruin your mouth. <laughs> like you eat too much of it and you tear your mouth apart. Doesn't yeah. even matter how sick you make yourself in your in your core. Your mouth will go before <laughs> your body does. <laughs> That's um, yeah. Candy corn is definitely off the table right. because yeah. it would never be handed out. <laughs> Um, take that, candy corn. Oh, no, I'm so sorry, candy corn. More physical bits, podcast audience. Here, you guys, pass some candy corn around. Have some candy corn. Um, let me ask you this. Is there an, ex- is there any, ex- I think I know the answer to this. I'm about to get blasted in my ear. Is there any acceptable non-candy Halloween treat to hand out to children on Halloween? I heard like four nose and say, one bunnies. Wait, hold on. Did somebody out there say raisins? I heard... I did hear raisins. I heard a raisin. I heard a raisins and I heard a pamphlets. Raisins. <laughs> First of all, one of those born again Christian pamphlets. <laughs> the little tiny ones. Yeah. Jack Chick. Jack Chick pamphlets about, about Halloween as a Satan's, a Satan's uh, holiday. Uh, okay, all right. Let me, not, let, me, let me change it. Oh, guesses are wrong. <laughs> um, all right. Are there any non? Are there any acceptable non-edible Halloween? No. Well, look. If I got a hundred dollar bill, I'm not saying I'd turn it away. Sure. As a no, kid, you'd go and buy. You yeah. founder yourself on a hundred bucks worth of candy. I sure would. Let me tell you though, from experience, those will also ruin your mouth if you chew too many of them. So there is no because uh, I've seen this thing. There's a lot of kids who have allergies now and. Uh, assorted yeah. things that they can't eat. So there's this teal pumpkin campaign. Have any of you guys heard of this going on? The teal what? pumpkin campaign. What? Where if you put a teal pumpkin in front of your house on Halloween, it lets people know that you have... To never visit you? It <laughs> <laughs> lets people know that you have both edible and not edible treats. And how should what? pass over your house and not kill your first one? <laughs> right. No, no, wait. I... I'm game. What, what are the non-edible treats that are being given out? Uh, I think like... I assume, I can only assume it's like the four pack of crayons that they give you at a restaurant for the kids menu. No, thank you. Uh, well, you're not trick or treating to a child. It's a good what thing. What do you know about me? Yeah. Maybe. You know, Mark, there's nothing a kid loves more than four crayons. <laughs> what will the colors be? I can do, I can draw half a rainbow now. You've Happy got dark umber, yeah. peach, brick, and black. Like that's, that's they just got random Crayola pieces and stuffed them in I the I can make thing. a weird steampunk rainbow. If I, <laughs> if I were 
And let me just say, I am, of course, sensitive to all food allergies. I'm, I'm <laughs> frankly allergic to them. Um, so sensitive. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that people have food allergies. I appreciate that people have dietary concerns. If I were a child who had a, a, a food allergy or was diabetic and could not eat candy, I would want to hoard as much Halloween candy as possible because the trading potential is endless. <laughs> Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to eat my stash. Yeah. You know? That's really good. That's going to be uh, four Reese's for one of your ninja stars. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a whole, there's a huge aftermarket in, <laughs> in, in, in Halloween candy. It's true. Where kids go and they buy and they, they trade, they buy favors, they commission murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that on Vice. It was great. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've we've gotten rid of the fruit candy. Uh, we've gotten rid of candy corn. We've gotten rid of, rid of non-edible Halloween treats. Right. Is it time to delve into the chocolate classics? Yeah, I think of course. We have to. Let's delve into the chocolate classics. <laughs> Should we start with? Uh, or are you just reaching? In? I was just reaching in. I like no, I like what you picked. I like what you picked though, because that's, that's going to be eliminated right away. Baby yeah. Ruth. Baby Ruth. Oh wait a minute! What Baby Ruth? What? This. Is, baby oh, Ruth. I thought. Oh what did my you think it was? Good heavens, Baby Ruth has changed its packaging since my day you thought it was in 1850. Three... Did you think it was the Three Musketeers? <laughs> I thought it was the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. Why on earth would Baby Ruth want to be confused with the garbage candy known as Three Musketeers? <laughs> I, 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 I am a nougat fan. I am a nougat fan, too. I'm an airy nougat. nougat fan. Right. Sure. And I enjoy what's wrong right with the Three Musketeers. But most... Look, look. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. It's a niche market at best. Yeah, that's true. Everyone who knows the candy biz knows. Stay away from the Three Musketeers. <laughs> that is not a marketing thing that you want to emulate. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, stay away from a Baby Ruth because when we pulled that out, this crowd yelled at the Baby Ruth like it was a witch in 1680. <laughs> <laughs> but because it looks like a Three Musketeers, right? I mean, it looks like a. Th- yeah, no one. Who? How? How many people here thought this was a Three Musketeers? The applaud, applaud if you. How many people here hate Baby Ruth? <laughs> all right, I stand corrected. Guys, we want to come from a place of love, not hate. We're going to find what we love the most, not what we hate the least. Plus, yeah, we only figure out. I'm not sure that you've ever been in love, but we only yeah. find out <laughs> what we love by determining what we hate first. Yeah, look. Baby Ruth is an understudy candy. Baby Ruth oh. is the candy that goes on when what you want is out of the shelves. <laughs> or like, hey, you know what? It's been 365 days since I've had a Baby Ruth. <laughs> I think I'm going to go get that Baby Ruth finally. So, Hal, you've obviously had some experiences with Baby Ruth. I have in my life. What? I don't even know what this is. So describe it to me. What are the ingredients of this goddamn candy? I think it's like a, a twisted fecal knot of chocolate nuts and, and caramel. Anybody probably. out there currently eating a baby Ruth? Yeah. You're welcome for the phrase twisted fecal knot. Watch Caddyshack. It's part of our pop culture history. Oh, was, so the, the feces log in Caddyshack was a baby Ruth. It's a baby Ruth. I see. Wait, if yes. we're going pop culture history, baby Ruth is the candy bar that Sloth enjoyed yeah. in the Goonies. He went baby Ruth. And that was what, uh, ultimately, the baby Ruth is what saved those children from the Fratelli family. So we cannot disregard, you're holding this out like, is one of us supposed to take it? 
So I'm just showing the audience what a baby Ruth looks like. They're all going to look identical at this they point. They won't. They won't. They're all just a chocolate-covered thing. I'll okay. just put it over here, and I think at the end of the evening, after we've shown all of the nuded candies, <laughs> this one will be the one that most looks like a fecal knot. Yeah. So it is really gro- it's really gross. <laughs> we're agreeing this is gone. And I, I'd say if all we're right. getting rid of the Three Musketeers, I don't know if we have one in here. We do There's not. one out. But I would also throw yeah. out Milky Way, and here's why. Oh, oh, here's why. Oh. Here's why. Just because it's a peanut. Here's why. Here's why. I feel like what happened was they started with a Snickers bar, and then they started taking away things people liked. Like, hey, these peanuts sure are expensive. What if we drop them out and called it a Milky Way? What this caramel seems expensive too. What if we drop that out and put three swordsmen on it and tried to get people to buy that? Now look, how yes. Loveland, I love you, and I love you. And you are from my mom's home city of Philadelphia. True. And I don't know how they talk down there. I mean, I know how they talk, but I can't do it. <laughs> Hoagie you is ju- how they talk. You just keep saying caramel when you mean to say caramel. <laughs> do I? <laughs> and that's fine, because I will eliminate all caramel candies right all now. All of them? Are you including... Because yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh. they're all terrible. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, we we did not. We bought we bought these big bags of candy and and to scatter them on all the tables. And one of the ones that we made sure we had a bag of strictly was Snickers. I figured Snickers was gonna make the top five at least. You're eliminating anything with caramel in it. Caramel. You've got me doing it. Caramel. With, with caramel? Caramel. In, the caramel. South, in Tennessee, we call caramel. it caramel. Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is, you know what? As far as eliminating it from the top five goes, I will, I know that people enjoy it. I know that I am a horrible monster for not enjoying <laughs> caramel, but I do not care for it at all. Okay. When, when I deign to eat a candy bar or a sweet, that will be the one that I avoid. Not care for it. It. I don't know why. It, it tastes unnatural to me. Oh, it's the most unnatural thing possible on earth. It's just burnt, burnt sugar, right? Yes, right. But I don't know. <laughs> it has. It has a. Uh, don't let a, him turn you, Hal. A sickly texture to it that I do not care for. It does. Well, I mean, like I enjoy chocolate. Yes. And I enjoy the more bitter the chocolate, the better. Okay, you like a darker chocolate. Bitter sure. the better. You I want like a ninety percent Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if any of you, if any of you have ever read the Steve Almond book Candy Freak, which is a great book about candy, which I enjoyed reading very much, even though I don't care about candy, <laughs> he decided that uh, one of the uh, most desirable mass-produced chocolate bars is Kit Kat Dark, which is Kit Kat with dark chocolate, and for and he said, and he ends the book by hoarding a case of it. <laughs> because he thought that no, they would never make it again. But they do make it, and they only ever find it at the Rite Aid in Blue Hill, Maine. <laughs> really? And every year I make a special trip there and buy a whole bunch of it. And I eat maybe one wafer a year. But it is very, very good. Well, you wait. You and make a whole. A, you make a trip every year to buy it, and you eat one wafer a year. Why don't you just buy more well, while you're there? I, no, I mean I buy a whole bunch of it. I eat one, one Kit Kat stick. One Kit Kat dark stick a year. I give the rest to children who appreciate candy. things because they don't know how to drink. 
<laughs> I knew how to drink when I was a kid. <laughs> and that is something that I enjoy tremendously, and precisely because it has no caramel in it. There's a bleep. <laughs> is it? Well, no. Where the yeah. Sure. Look, it has no Aussie family. I'll do it again. It has no golly gosh caramel in it. The the rule is if Carter Parton Rogers would say it, then we can say it on the stage. Fair enough. But I appreciate that that's something that people, that is intrinsic to mm -hmm. uh, candy bars. And candy bars are intrinsic to Halloween, so I will get over my personal distaste, and I, I will not stand in the way. Okay. I will say I do love Kit Kats. I do love a Kit, Kit Kat. Let's talk about Kit Kats for a second, because Kit they're Kats the best. Fantastic. Kit Kat is getting some nods in the crowd. Kit Kat? Kit Kat is Kit Kat's good. Uh, I think it's the only one that isn't on the tables. Yeah. That's because we kept it in the suitcase for just the three of us to eat. Oh, great. Now, do, when you get a Kit Kat, it's, um, does it come with four in the Halloween version or is it just one two. little? It's you get two. two. The fun size is two, yes. but they're still the same size as the regular bars. Have you ever had a big cat? Oh, the it's little the one oh. giant. And oh, do oh, they the make a big one. cat that comes in a quartet of big cats? So you have like one giant Kit Kat. It's called a raft. <laughs> <laughs> whether the big, whether the big cat was the pioneer of this or not, I have noticed in my travels throughout the United States, driving from gas station to gas station, getting gas to do shows, there is a new thing that they're selling at gas stations. What is it? Giant candy bars. I'm talking about Snickers bars the size of homemade meatloaves. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Like a, have, fine, a five I, pound Snickers bar. Yes. You say. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm not imagining this. Has anyone else seen this? This is a... I mean, problem? <laughs> what else could it be but a terrorist recruitment tool? <laughs> <laughs> there are Snickers bars the size of cats that are being sold. In <laughs> they have a, it's a Kit Kat, but it's C A T at the end. <laughs> right. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's uh, yay long, and I'm making about a foot and a half long shape with my hands it's huge it's a huge it's an oversight it's like if you shrunk down that would be what it was and they're selling it <laughs> at grocery stores and they're saying of course you're going to take i guess take this home for your family and slice it up and serve it at like a at a party or something but with like lettuce underneath the tray oh, precisely. and like yeah. presented beautifully with yeah. crudite. Garnish with cherry tomatoes. But <laughs> what you're really doing is taking this giant candy bar into your car and shoving it into your mouth <laughs> as you drive and text your way to death. <laughs> well, two thirds of it. That other third is going to wind up melted and in the uh, floorboards exactly. and the carpeting. Yeah, that's and guys, that's, our, that's your sneak preview of True Detective Season 3. That's how it starts. <laughs> it's, um, the, it's the opposite of fun size in all respects of both fun and size. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we move on to another one of our Please. one of our classics? Yes. Well, I see Snickers in here. I guess we can take. We talked yeah. about Snickers. We talked about Snickers. Snickers is garbage. <laughs> oh wait, no, you are, you are, whoa, 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 Milky Way. Milky Way. We establish is is a is a lesser Snickers. Yes. right? Snickers was something I never got into because of the caramel. And uh, you mean frankly, the caramel. Too many people. Too many people liked it. 
<laughs> you just wanted to be contrarian. Too popular. Oh, yeah. Too popular. You're the you know, Christopher you're... Hitchens of candy. Yeah. <laughs> if they like it, I do not. There was a long time, you know, I, I'm an elderly person. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. There was a long time in the 80s and into, into the early 90s where Snickers was being advertised as a meal replacement. Do you remember this? No, that is a oh, terrible idea. Yes, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Right? And it was just, it was sort of like, I'm working hard on this construction site. I don't have time for a real meal. I guess I'll just shove this Snickers bar into my mouth. Yeah. I'll feel happy and die early. <laughs> now the advertisements are, this Snickers bar will make you no longer be Joe Pesci. Right? Isn't that ah. the ads that they're doing now? I'm not familiar with those, but that's, yeah. Snickers, uh, Snickers is a, uh, classic candy bar, mm-hmm. but of that second wave of candy bars. What's like, the first wave? Well, you know, like Mars, uh, 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 $500,000 bar, mm-hmm. uh, like all the forgotten ones, Zagnut. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole generation. If, if you were to, uh, this is too nerdy. Wait. If you were to break it down, like Snickers is part of the uh, Justice League of America of candy. <laughs> right. So there's a whole earlier generation of Zagnuts uh, that were the Justice Society of America candy. Perfect. And I perfect. and I and just because I don't care about candy one way or the other, I like <laughs> I like those old forgotten brands better than Snickers. Snickers is just right down the middle. It's the Coca-Cola of uh, candy bars. Sure. Right. Now you mentioned a five hundred thousand. Is that like did that become the hundred grand? Because hundred grand. Oh, sorry. It was a hundred thousand dollar bar for a long time, and then they just and then they changed the it to hundred grand. grand. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Which um, again, that's all caramel. That's chocolate with a little crispy around like a lot. Yeah, of I would never, I would never eat this garbage. Yeah. But I appreciate, I appreciate the package design and the brand history. <laughs> Zagnut, I will say. What are you doing? No, you I was cut- just. I, don't worry about it. I was just saying we may need to take a, a station break in a moment. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> While John Hodgman thinks about the Zagnut, uh, we would like our listeners at, at home to listen to some of these uh, wonderful advertisements, some of the amazing shows that you can find on the Maximum Fun Network. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. If there's one thing I know about owls, they are wise. Two things. They are wise. Yes. They love nightclubs. They wear tiny graduation motorboards, and they love nightclubs. (laughs) They also do the best double takes of all birds of prey. And if you slow it down, they actually go... (laughs) International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. And we're back at 
Le Poisson Rouge yes. in beautiful Manhattan, New York. Yes. Uh, and we're going to dig back into the bucket of candy right now and see Here what comes go. out next for John to disdainfully dismiss. Oh, here's here's one that I I know exactly what you have in your hand. This is going to divide the crowd. Do you want to tell everybody what this is before I show it? It's Whoppers. Oh, it really did divide the crowd. Now, everyone who is giving the thumbs down or the boo to Whoppers, we are not friends. <laughs> Let me encourage you to unsubscribe from my podcast, Judge John Hodgman. Stop following me on Twitter at, at Hodgman and never speak to me again. You, so this is a candy that you enjoy? I enjoy Whoppers a considerable... Amount. Whoppers are my favorite of the Halloween candies. Here's really? to you, yeah. Mark Gagliardi. Wow. And, the, yeah. and, and, but, you know, look, I appreciate that tastes diverge in yellow wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, uh, I do not care for super sweet stuff. These are very sweet, but I like savory stuff. And Whoppers are a malted milk treat and they mm-hmm. have a umami type flavor that I yes. enjoy. And so I'll eat a Whopper any old day. Now, or, if do, I, or, or if I'm in one of the Commonwealth countries, such as uh, Halifax, ugh, such as Halifax, Nova Scotia, or Perth, I'll eat a Malteser. A Malteser. Yes. Maltesers. Um, now, you're not a candy guy. Are you not a sweet of any kind guy? Or do you like a malted milkshake? Sure. A malted milkshake is my favorite. I like I like ice cream because it, especially if it's like a salted, well, in, in this case, an exception, a salted caramel, because yes. it is salty. And fatty. Yes. And those are the two things that I care about. It has the flavor without the tackiness of actual, like it, like the tack in terms of it doesn't right. Your, it's not your sticking <laughs> fused right, together. Yeah. But I like, you know, I like savory, salty, fatty things, mm-hmm. and and this is the Fritos of candy, I guess. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's not that I don't appreciate a, a candy occasionally. I just it has no hold over me. Like I don't, I would never sit down and and eat this entire pumpkin head of candy. <laughs> You and I are different people, my friends. I know. This is this is one episode of Agents of Shield worth of candy right here. Get him, Clark Greg. If that were full, if that were full of bacon or gin, I would. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be standing at this point or sitting at this. Point. Uh, I like Whoppers a lot. It's another one for me, similar to candy corn, in that I hit a limit with it where I, where. It sort of turns, and I don't enjoy it as much anymore. Right. I will say it's I can get deeper into uh, the a commensurate amount of whoppers than I could uh, uh, candy corn. So, so it's I think it's a really good candy. I don't know if I would call it the best. I'd like. No, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, Kit yeah. Kats. I think it are is divisive than as well. It's a divisive. I was candy. surprised to hear the audience reaction to whoppers. People don't like it. Well, it, the the reaction was it wasn't a tepid reaction. It was a very loud boo and a very loud cheer simultaneously. Who, it, those of you who hate Whoppers, boo loudly now. <laughs> Can you elect among your ragged mob <laughs> one who might speak for you to explain why it is the most boo worthy candy in the David Berman, right down here in front. David Berman, ladies and a gentlemen, former guest. Have we got former guest. Come on up here. Come on up. David Berman, if you listen to the show, uh, David is the master of ice cream who, uh, when we did our, our mint chocolate chip ice cream is the best ice cream episode. Yes. Uh, and a, an ice cream aficionado and creator, please. Hello, sir. 
I'm nervous. I'll be very quick. But I, I don't feel strongly about too many things. I think I go with the flow. And I, re- I, I, and I love sweets. I love sugar. I just love sugar. I just love to be bathed in it and anything syrupy and sweet. And I love caramel and caramel and all of it. But Disgusting. I find Whoppers to be this, like if you took, like if you went to every public school in America and you got all the chalk dust, like when you have to clean the, you know, the erasers and you put it in a vat and then you added some sugar and then some real like wax and a little bit of chocolate and made balls out of it. And then you didn't have anything to drink for like a week. And then you ate one. So and it's, that's, it's texture more than flavor? I mean, it's everything. It's, it's yeah. like... It's what like, he just described made me very hungry. <laughs> I mean, I, I acknowledge that it is a... It's a, a mutant taste desire. Indeed. It is not what most humans want to eat. Yeah. But I'm eating them right now, and they're fantastic. <laughs> well, we agree to agree. We agree to yeah. agree. Yeah. David Berman. David Thank you, Berman, David. Everybody. There's no way... There's no way that Whoppers could possibly be the best Halloween candy, nor would I serve them to a neighborhood children. Because really? they are so anomalous. Okay. You, okay. But now you, do you, when you, let, let me, let me separate from, well, we'll, we'll continue on with this in a minute. I just want to, uh, shift gears. You, right. do you serve, uh, candy? Do you, are you a guy that waits outside on Halloween or, you know, you keep the bucket by the door, you stay home? Well, here in New York City, we live in Brooklyn, New York. And right. so there, uh, you know, there have been varying trick or treating traditions through the years. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, children, have gone walking up and down the main thoroughfare of their neighborhood where there are businesses and they will go into the dry cleaners or the coffee shop or the whatever and they will get candy from there rather than going house to house. Okay. In our building, which is a big apartment building, we now, like, the number of uh, children who come trick-or-treating to our door was originally zero and now it's occasionally five. Okay. And so you for, have to have five little Whopper packets and that's it. Just yeah, so but I would never it. give out Whopper You wouldn't do packets. that cause, no, because no, 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 it's no. anomalous. It's, it's, that's, 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 uh, enforcing my own weird taste desires over well, children. If you were enforcing your own weird taste desires, you wouldn't give them candy at all. No, I'd give them Reuben sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and gin. And gin, but also Reuben sandwiches with razors in them. <laughs> Uh, but I would, I will, I will not reveal what I put into the, the Halloween basket. Okay. That goes outside our front door and is left there for children to pillage as they will. Because we don't have time for them after, after a certain hour. You just put the bucket out, you're like, you guys figure it out. On That's your how own. most people do it in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, they just put. Really? House to house, there are very few people who just sit out there with a basket. They'll just put the basket out there and just like take what you will and get out of my get out of my life. So that means that the one kid that goes out trick or treating at four forty five gets all of the neighborhood's candy. Exactly so. All right, yeah. and then trades it later for ninja stars. Yeah, and that's and that's how actually. <laughs> that's how. that's right. How, that's how. how comes up on the train? Yep. <laughs> With a king size pillowcase <laughs> and a baron, uh, like a robber mask on. Were you a, were, were, did, when you trick or treated as a kid, did, were you a neighborhood like that? You, Cause you were in a city too, Hal. I was in, uh, yeah, but I stayed in the one block. Then we moved out to the suburbs where we would wander around and it would be like, 
Um, do you ever play Paperboy, the arcade game, where only like you would have like twenty houses on a block, but three of them were taking delivery of papers? That's how many houses were giving out candy. <laughs> Those people just wanted to be left alone to die slowly. That's all that they wanted in Montgomery County. Yeah, I feel like trick or treating has re- went through a very dark period, a dark non-participatory period. Yes. From about, ni- I would say, like 1990 until 2005. Yep. 15 years where everyone just agreed, we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> this is crazy. In the South, it was, th- that never, it never abated at all. It was always, it was very, like, you trigger treated. And I mean, that was, yeah, you guys, we're getting some rock and roll up in All right, if you're now. listening at home, we're here at Le Poisson Rouge in Manhattan, and there is a, uh, there, this is a big club and there's a rock band. Sure. Rehearsing. There was a classical Next show door. earlier. Right. Um, but yeah. now there's a rock band. Once we started talking. But we, we also got the 10-minute call, everybody. 10-minute call. Oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. So what? We, yeah. Really? Listen, I didn't realize. It's not, this is not our fault. We all want to talk about every candy. Yeah. So maybe we should. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Lightning, hey, lightning round. Lightning round. Heath Bar. Divisive. Sorry. It's just, it's just sugary rock inside of chocolate. Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? All right. Um, they're I like, like I like a Heath bar. Go. They're good. They're very Heath good. Heath bars are good. I would I would put it in Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Yes. Butterfinger is on the list. You like Butterfinger? Here's this is a classic. The Reese's peanut butter cup. All right. Well, maybe maybe the best. That could while, be. While we while we're on the Reese's cup, we may even wind up stopping here because. Uh, I don't know if I didn't tell you that I was doing this either. When I was going around, I was putting candy on all the tables before. I deliberately pulled a few things off of a few tables. Uh, was there any candy? And I, I wasn't, this is not specifically pointing out the Reese's Cup, but that was the one I first thought of it to take a few off. Was there any candy that you may have been jealous that you didn't find on your table? Or if there was one that, like, it's on your table and one person at the table reached for it and you're like, uh, do you? Over here? What, what was it that, what was the one? It was the Reese's, the Reese's cup. cup. What was it back there? You, oh, well, no. You're incorrect. Leave. What was it? It was. Everybody fought over the Reese's cup. Yeah. What about in the back? The Butterfinger. You guys were fighting over the Butterfinger. Okay. All right. I have to say this: this entire crowd really gives me cheer in my heart because the truth is, I I don't care for sweets, but mm-hmm. I like savory things: peanut butter and the peanut buttery. Substance that is in a Butterfinger. It's crispity, crunchity. Yeah, Mark yeah, like, Simpson should have told you that years ago. Like I'll still, I'll still, I'll still fall for a whatchamacallit from time to time. Oh, oh yeah, the whatchamacallit. Brilliant. Because those are these are all savory candies, and I think that when you are expending a lot of energy going from door to door begging your neighbors for food. <laughs> <laughs> to be given just a pure sugar packet like Snickers, <laughs> yes. it's not enough. You want a whole meal. Yeah, you need and the I sustained think, protein. And I of think Reese, I think Reese is, is one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why Reese's is one of the most prized uh, uh, Halloween candies. Well, let, let me ask this to the crowd, just because we didn't have them, but I would have wanted to pull this out of the the pumpkin. Would it have made a difference if if there had been peanut M and M's out on all the tables? No difference. No. Zero people said yes. Are we yes. ready to call this then? Are we ready to call this? Let me just say, let me just say, M&M's are not a proper Halloween candy. Fair enough. Even they're, in the small fun size bag of You only get like five of them. No, they're, they're, you pick them up when you're driving yeah. or as a snack for lunch. They're essentially yeah. chocolate yeah. raisins. Yeah. Exactly. Whoa. 
They're the, they're tiny. There's not many in the bag. They're, yeah, you know. yeah. They're they're very disappointing. Every Here's time the one you're hoping you have the bag of holding where you reach in and continually pull out more M and M's. Which, by the way, Hal's actual like uh, satchel has bag of holding on it because yeah. he is he is a for real legit nerd, y'all. Thank you. The ultimate, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Halloween candy has to be a fun-sized candy bar. And it cannot be the score bar, because that was, like, the worst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you got the symphony. That? Did you have the oh. symphony of it? Yeah, the symphony. <laughs> it was, like, white chocolates and white chocolate and chunks of something, and we all know right. everyone's talking about white chocolate. That had nuts in it. It was terrible. It. Yeah. yeah. And it could be, like, one thing we haven't discussed is crackle, which is... Well, I know it's Hershey's version of, of Nestle's Crunch, which we do that, have on the tables. That Nestle was Crunch. only available in fun size for many, many years. Only yes. recently brought back into full size. But oh, as an anomaly, I kind of like the the crackle bar. But the crackle was wrapped in paper and not sealed. Easy to open up, put a razor blade in, and rewrap. Well, that's one of the reasons candy. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, given those parameters. The music is swelling. Are you prepared to make I a feel like we have to. We were given a call that we've got to be done <laughs> soon. Um, I think uh, based on the crowd reaction, based on our special guests' uh, proclivity toward uh, savory flavors, yeah. and just based on the fact that those were the ones that I reached for first when I was a kid. Every time. What would you trade for every time? Yeah. The and the answer is, cup. are we ready to call it? Yeah. Hal? Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Reese's Peanut Butter People, people of the world, a long time ago, a very magical accident happened. When one man's chocolate fell into another man's peanut butter. And on that day... On that crazy day, magic happened, and the best Halloween candy ever on the planet was born, and it was the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and they saw that it was good. <laughs> so take your little Snicker bars, and then strip away the peanuts, and then the part make them a Milky Way, mean. and then and then turn that into a Three Musketeer, and flush them all down the toilet, because they look like duties. But I'll tell you what doesn't. The thing in a crown-shaped piece of wax paper known yeah. as the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, your best Halloween candy. <laughs> United States, Canada, Australia, France, France, we have representation from around the world. Yes. There's no one here who is doubting. By this the way, is the best Halloween candy. Really yes. quickly, um, because I noticed that you did this, and a lot of people do this, who calls it a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? And who calls it a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? I thought so. Just checking. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you very much to our very special guest, John Hodgman. Wow, yes. thank you very much. Uh, this topic is settled, but uh, as always, there are many more topics that we will discuss on the show and give you a final decision on. Yes, but before we talk about that, oh, what did John... Tell oh, where they can find you and some of your upcoming things that they can see and buy and do. Oh, here come the plugs that no one listens to. 
I, uh, I host the Judge John Hodgman podcast on MaximumFun.org. Yes. With new episodes available every Wednesday, more or less. And uh, I continue to be on tour with my one-man show, Vacation Land. But I have a feeling... When is this airing? Uh, this week. Oh, so you can still buy tickets to see me in uh, Orlando, Florida on October 23rd. And in Durham, North Carolina, the Carolina Theater, October 24th. And then in Athens, Ohio, with Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show on November 7th. That will be after Halloween. If you bring Halloween candy to my show, no particular benefit to you. (laughs) But I'll be glad to see you. I'll be doing meet and greets after every show. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And, of course, as always... Uh, thank you to uh, Jonathan Dinerstein and to Mike Furman, who wrote our score and our song, respectively. Yes. Thank you to Mr. Ken Plume for all the mixing and mastering he does on every single episode. And thank mm-hmm. you to Uri Kelman for our logo. And it's really nice to do this in person because we always do this into a microphone. But thank you to you, the people that listen to our show. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yes. So, so, so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I guess that only, yeah. Uh, if you have a topic for us and you're here, don't tell us now. Do it online so you can be just like all the listeners. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook at forward slash we got this podcast. Email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Maximum Fun subreddit where we've got a fun thread of, of topics going there that is turned into an all out flame war. <laughs> Or you can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. For Hal Lublin, I am Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone. We We got got this. this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John Hodgman. Thank you very much. John Hodgman, everybody. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.